Live from on the ground in India. SEN Test Cricket, India versus Australia. It's the Titan! It's a movie script! Over the wicket, at him, he bowled him! Down towards one on, and it'll clear the ropes! Trapped on the pad, they're up, he's out! That is Test Cricket at its finest. Holy stands his ground, straight down the ground, he lifted it up! That is a shot of an emperor! For Tire Power, your tyre experts, live from India. Welcome to SEN Test Cricket, India versus Australia. Good morning and welcome back to SEN Test Cricket, live from India at the Henley Homes by a completed home at the Dales Bonnie Brook, henley.com.au. And for Tire Power, know your tyres. The honours were clearly India's on a busy first day here at Nagpur. Australia rolled for 177 inside 64 overs. This was largely due to the old firm of Janasia and Ashwin who turned the screws to take eight wickets between them in a classy display. There were some useful contributions from the Australians with the bat after a torrid start, but by any measure, they fell short of par on a surface that is far from a snake pit. In reply, Rohit Sharma got the host off to a flyer with three boundaries off Pat Cummins inside four balls before stroking his way to 56 not out by the close. The Indian captain is in fine touch. The visitors did get one wicket on the cusp of stumps, though. K.L. Rahul in the book as Todd Murphy's first in Test cricket. The young Victorian bowled beautifully alongside Nathan Lyon before the close of play. But with India just 100 runs away from parity, resuming on one, one for 77 on a lovely morning here, there'll need to be a lot more where that came from to get Cummins and co. up and about and into their work. I'm Adam Collins, and joining me to begin our coverage is a man who toured India with distinction on three occasions as a test quick. Big Mike Kasperwitz. Kasper, good morning hey, and Adam. happy birthday. Oh, thank oh. you. Happy birthday. We, we, we didn't want to let you know we oh. knew, but of course we did our research. How are you going? Thank you. I, I'm going really well, thank you. Where, would, where wouldn't you want to be? This is fantastic here. Uh, Vidaba Stadium uh, in Nagpur to celebrate my 51st yes, yes, birthday. Yes, I can, I can. Joe also can hear you. That's exactly what I want to do. And, of course, this was where you played in that, that famous, well, not this ground, but this city, that famous test win in 2004 um, to finish, uh, well, to complete that Steve War story. I know he wasn't in the side in, in 04. By that stage, Adam Gilchrist was leading in Ricky Ponting's absence. But the highlight of your career happened in this city. Nice to be here on your birthday. A absolutely. And, and that's truly it. It was the, the highlight one of the highlights of my um test playing career because of what we did here um, the tactics as a, a bowling unit and what we actually uh, executed was, was the best um, moment of my entire test career so to be back here um, in the, it's not the same stadium but it is the same city um, it's just uh, the opportunity to be here and obviously work with, uh, with you guys here for SEN um, is a real treat. Uh, and Casper, to your right, we have a man who couldn't make it up to the radio commentary box yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he ran into the bureaucracy, which can be a bit of a hazard professionally in this part of the world. It's the Australian's chief cricket correspondent. It's not his birthday, but it's a familiar voice. Peter Lawler, g'day. Bureaucracy said no. Hello, Adam Collins. Happy birthday, well, Michael Casper. It's lovely to be back in India with you after all these years, because I was here in 2004 and watching that test match <laughs> up there cheering. I, I pulled my shirt off. I had Michael Kasperwitz <laughs> written you? on my chest. Interesting that big you chest. say... He's it's got a big chest, that's it, why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People always say that about Lola. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
like one of those guys who writes on the grain of rice had written it. <laughs> Interesting that you say it's your favourite test victory because I, I got I sent uh, JL a picture mm. of the Pride Hotel the other night where you're saying yes, and he said, mm, yeah, irony is because he didn't quite like that hotel. This was the scene of his favourite victory in Test cricket too. So you share that, and well, I think I a lot of you guys, yep. it was an extraordinary win, and it'll be an extraordinary win if the Australians get there from where they're situated at the moment. Ravi Shastri said last night that he thought that 200 was par. I was thinking 250, and I don't mean to well for uh, Ravi, <laughs> but uh, uh, the way that the Indians started, or perhaps more to the point, the way the Australian bowlers started, there well, that was that total was not good enough. First impressions are critical. Yep. First impressions last night from the Australian bowlers were not very good at all, except for one fella, mm. Todd Murphy. The kid was, was the pick of the bowlers. Scott Bowen, we only saw three overs from him. They have to start much better today if they're to get back into this game. Yeah, absolutely. And we, I, I caught a glimpse of Murphy um, before play this morning, looking straight down the pitch for about a minute, just kind of getting in the zone. You see that occasionally with Nathan Lyon. From which end? Uh, from the end that we're at broadcasting, great, the northern great. end. So this yep. is the end where he took the wicket last night. Kale yep. Rahul caught and bowled, extra rip. I saw a little stat. Um, on the on the internet last night, that the Australian spinners actually generated more turn on average than Jadeja and Ashwin, which I think yeah. is not for nothing. But, I mean, they're, they're giving it a chance to turn, Casper, yep. and we've seen in domestic cricket that's exactly what Murphy does. You look at that lovely side spin mm. that he gets with the with the seam. Uh, we saw it on the slow mo yesterday on our on our replay screen. I mean, he's got a really nice bag of tricks for a twenty two year old. Oh, he certainly does, and given the opportunity to play here, of course, is such a wonderful thing. Um, Three hundred and forty six. Sorry. 465. Yes, that's his baggy, baggy green number. Yep. I think. What, what, a, what a moment. 369. 369, okay. Um, the Goose Drank Wine. Okay. I won't uh, stop I'm, there. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's an uh, old uh, song. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I know Pete knows all about it. Um, but the thing is that um, I was really impressed with the way that he was actually came into it. And right from the start, his lines are really good. Um, he's going to learn from this experience. As you do, every time you come here to this country, you play on these conditions... You just have to adapt and adjust your game all the time. Just situational of the, of the match, but also finding a way. Two ways, certainly as a bowler. One, um, to contain, but also to attack. The opportunity to then step it up and find the opportunity to try and get the wicket. That's what we want to see from the Australians today. What, what we often see, and what does confound me about bowlers, is they make it, make it more difficult than it sometimes should be. But after, after a break, like a, an innings break or, or a uh, lunch break, a tea break, they go back, they reassess what they're doing. So what do they need to do? What, how, what do they need to do that they weren't doing last night? Apart, um, apart from bowl better. Well, I think get wickets and find a, find a way to get wickets, I suppose. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, the key. And they're getting 10 of them, or nine more now. Paddy can't be overreaching, can he, like he was. He's bowling too full and his lines was, weren't great. It was a little bit of that, a little bit oh. too straight. Yeah. Um, and when I say too straight, it was actually leg stump. That's, yes, his um, lines weren't great. I don't no. think, you know, off stump is, is perfect. And that's one of the things that we did here and change what we were doing and how we do it. Because it, in many yeah. ways, it's like you're bowling to the strength Correct. of the yeah. Indian players. Well, we're actually seeing Brad just tap me on the shoulder and said, look out the window. Pat Cummins and Scott Boland are, are bowling. Uh, they're doing a drill at the moment where they've got the cone set up. Mm. And what would you call that, Casper? I wouldn't call that a full length. No, it's top of off. Top of off length. And that's so, what we keep talking about, Colin. Yeah, so well, Cummins did over pitch initially yesterday. Yep. He went mm. for three boundaries in four balls. I doubt he's ever gone for three boundaries in four balls to start an innings before in any form of cricket, probably. Um, but, but such is the class of Rowett. But, you know, you can see what Cummins was striving for, trying to hit the stumps early on. 
didn't work, but does he ever bowl two bad spells in a row? I mean, remember, this guy is the number one bowler yeah. in the world for a reason. Absolutely. Mm. But he was trying to hit low down on the stumps, wasn't he? Yeah. He was overreaching. And it's interesting you ask about that length, because that length, that looks back of a length to me. Mm. So, yeah, you've got to bowl back of a length here. And that brings something else into play. That, that's that ver- little bit of variable bounce that we saw at times on the first round. I think we'll see more of it now. And hopefully that, you know, that skidder. Mm. That ball that skidded through Warner yep. and really yeah, yeah. hurried him up in the morning. You, you're not going to get that if you're bowling up full towards the pads. So not you? if you're six foot four. Well, watching the couple of these two, there is that as well. Yeah, yeah. good point. Well, watching yeah. a couple of the balls, I think it's closer to what you're saying, Pete, on the mm. basis that both have flown through well above the stumps and been taken by the keeper hands up. So maybe they are trying to get it through. Um, as a starting point. They'll take the new ball. Well, the new ball. It's 24 overs old and it's knackered. But mm. the, the ball initially, because they'll be due on the surface as well, won't they? So we expect to see both Australian quicks before, you know, the water comes mm. off the surface and we'll see Lyon and Murphy operating in tandem for hours. You know what I'd like to see the, the, the quicks do um, is bowl a bouncer. We didn't have, have one short ball from both teams yesterday. I realise it's a bit lower, as you said, mm. Pete. The, the pitch itself is actually a bit lower than normal. And so the bouncer, all that's doing is actually getting the batsman on the back foot. And because it's slower too, the batsman's got to think and he can't just walk back and smack it because it doesn't quite come on. And also the length, the variation in the, in the, in the height, um, and certainly if you have two men back, is a definite wicket opportunity and trying to make a mis- batsman make a mistake. Uh, Pete, just before we uh, let you go and we go to our first break, uh, the, the major news point back home overnight, and this kind of annoyed me a little bit, but so it goes, is the Jadasia ball finger, ointment, etc. You put the pieces together. I mean, you're mm. the newsman amongst this broadcast team. Yeah. Um, what have we learnt overnight formally from the camp, the Indian camp, and, and how is this being reported by the press pack on the other side of the ground? I've got a little bit of controversy fatigue on these sorts of yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you some things that I saw. Uh, for early in the morning, I saw the... In, uh, at the start of the innings, I saw the Indians run out with something which looked like a lip balm or something, and one player threw it to another who threw it to another. I thought, oh, what's that? And I thought, well, if it is anything nefarious, if it's anything underhanded, you don't throw it, pass it around the field like exactly. that so that no. some clown in the, in the, in the uh, Sydney's typewriter can see it. Um, I think it, it, it appears the, ma- the match referees were alerted to it yep. and asked India about it. India pointed out that he's using an ointment on his finger. Yeah. Now... That's a perfectly reasonable excuse. You, you go back as far as uh, Richie Benno, uh, whose career was almost ended by a callus that he could not cure. And in fact, he stumbled on a little chemist in the back blocks of New Zealand who made up an ointment which I think was called calamine brassage, um, which he put on his finger and cured the callus and continued his career. Jim Laker, ditto, he had a similar... He had something... He yeah. used something else... Um, some some people oh, there was wicket keepers who used to soak their hands in urine, mm. um, but spinners do get a problem with things. I think he's been careless. He should have. Uh, we can't tell from that footage, but one would. Have, and, uh, but we can tell from the way it played out after play. He should have alerted to the umpire to what he was doing, and you're supposed to do that. But he's applying it to his finger, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but we don't know what the ointment is. But what's what's to be gained from from for him from applying anything to the ball. Well, just a couple of things no. to add to that. And Casper, I'll put this to you. With all the television cameras around here, after what happened in 2018, if, as Pete says, you were going to do something nefarious or you're going to do something <laughs> that was um, underhanded, uh, that isn't the best way of doing it. You're going to get caught straight away. And the other part of this is um, Andy Pycroft, the match referee, overseeing his 90th test match. I'm sure you know Andy. Mm. He takes no crap. No. Yeah. If, if there was anything going on, he yeah. would have been dragged in front of Andy last night 
and we would have heard about it straight away. It, it suggests to me that um, those who are responsible for running the game have arrived at a common sense view. It's spot on. I think these days with technology, the, the fan, if you like, from outside have never been closer than ever than to, to what's going in the middle. Look, not only um, obviously the technology bring them there and you can see what's going on, but we've got match reading, uh, lip reading match referees these days. Mm. They can even you know pick out what you've said and all that sort of stuff. So I think that's what's really important. I didn't see anything wrong with it, and then that's you know it's like a player going off and changing his boots or you know with an injury or you know, if you've got you know for a fast bowler if you you know need some bandages on some more you know blood coming out of toes and things like that. People, standard. People who are more cynical than us uh, are suggesting that it's not uh, ointment to do with his finger at all. That it's some sort of grip for bowling off spin. I've never bowled off spin in my life. I don't know. I've never heard of that. Um, but that, that is the counterpoint. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be hard to dissuade some people of that notion. And perhaps they're correct. Um, Australians are hypervigilant on the issue. And I think they're hypervigilant on the issue, not just because they got caught, but they want to prove that everybody else well, did it. You know, to lessen the crime. Um, Actually, rugby God. league, years ago, didn't, there used to be a spray called Grippo. Did they? Yeah, they used to spray it on their hands and you know, you know, help them you know, catch the football. Colo and I are essentially Victorians, haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Well, yeah. well, with the leather football, especially when it gets wet, yeah. you spray it on and it's just a little bit grippy. Grippy, okay. But it, I, I remember that, that, that Aussie rules players <laughs> use that, but if you use too much, it's, it, it makes the drop of the ball <laughs> difficult. Which it sticks I, to your uh, foot, yeah. does it? it does. No, no, it sticks to <laughs> your hand. Yeah. I hate to, cut, hate to cut you two off, but we've got to go to a break. You can text us throughout our coverage, 0433981116. Let us know what you think. Uh, actually, maybe don't let us know what you think about the Jadeja affair because really, it's not a yarn. I believe me, it's not. It would be if it was a serious story. Pete Lawler would be writing it. Uh, and follow us on our social media accounts: sen underscore cricket, Twitter, TikTok. How about that? And Instagram. Yeah. Um, apparently, and just on that, we, we've had a surge of Twitter following overnight. And I think I'm right in saying more people listened to SEN via the app yesterday than ever before. Whoa. Here in India. How's that? Yeah. They're, they're all, they're, they're, yes, us. Casper's milkshake brings all the listeners to the bar. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Uh, we'll breather from us. We're going to have Brad Sunderace and Jordi Nikeshragani and Phil Long after the break. Our coverage is for Henley Homes by a Henley Completed Home at the Dales, Bonnie Brook, henley.com.au. Welcome back to Nagpur for SEN Test Cricket ahead of day two of this uh, already intriguing test match between India and Australia. First test of the Border Gavaskar series, of course, highly anticipated. I'm Nikesh Raghani alongside Bharat Sundaresan and Phil Long. We've got around uh, 12 minutes until the players are out there to uh, get us underway. Uh, a few final preparations been going on out there in the middle. The players uh, seem to have finished all their warm-ups and uh, the Aussies, the spinners certainly, Bharat, uh, they were going through their paces mm -hmm. early on, weren't they, on this, on this bright Sunny morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Nikesh. Good morning, Phil, and good morning to everyone listening back home, or good afternoon, I must say, all around Australia, unless it's you're in Perth. Uh, yeah, look, fantastic start to this test match, to this series. Classic first day of the series vibes, right? Yesterday, the spinners coming into play. I had a chat with the curator, some course correction for me. He's <laughs> 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 coming for some criticism, uh, in the last couple of days, but I basically told him, very sporting wicket, sir. This is what Test cricket needs in India. A and I was being honest. There was stern early on, but nothing diabolical, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, Manas Labashain and Steve Smith showed that you can score runs on this pitch. So did Peter Hanscom and Alex Carey. And then we saw what Rohit Sharma did. Uh, that confidence start on to 50 already. But... Um, Having said that, I think it'll be the kind of test match we're used to seeing in India where there'll be a partnership, 
but when a wicket falls they'll fall in a heap and uh, that's what australia will have to you know hope for or plan for and you could already see the australian seam bowlers course correction with their lens uh, pete and Casper just spoke about it as well. Uh, it was a long spell for Pat Cummins and Scott Bowling, where uh, they bowled for at least 20 minutes each, uh, hitting that shot of length, maybe bringing some control uh, and having some control over the Indian innings and not letting them score as quickly as they were yesterday. Absolutely. And uh, Todd Murphy, of course, uh, with that wicket on his debut. Fantastic for him and uh, a really nice moment to have his family up there in the stands uh, celebrating with him as well. But lots of work you'd feel for, for him and Nathan Lyon to do today. They bowled 17 overs between them out of the 24 that India faced yesterday. Um, we were perhaps, we were talking next door actually uh, with Casper just before we came on air and perhaps suggesting that they may need a change of ends and Lyon may be better suited to this end where we are, the broadcast end, because there's just a little bit of rough developing outside the off stump for the right-hander. Mm. There are two right-handers out there. India have got quite a few right-handers in their lineup and that might be the way to go. Yeah, but honestly, Todd Murphy, in my opinion, outbowled Nathan Lyon yesterday. Nathan Lyon was good, but Todd Murphy, just even in that first over, got Rohit Sharma to almost inside edge onto his stumps, got an outside edge while bowling around the wicket. So I have no qualms with Todd Murphy continuing from this end either, purely because of the control he's shown and the fact that he has the ability to hit those spots and he bowls a very attacking line as well. Nathan Lyon's line is very different to what Todd Murphy ha uh, has produced so far. He bowls, uh, he attacks that fourth stump, fifth stump line. So in my opinion, I think Todd Murphy is better suited to uh, exploit those conditions on the other end. You're right, I was there checking out the pitch uh, before the start of play and there are a lot more rough spots on uh, what's the southern end as compared to the northern end where we are. Great, and uh, Phil, we'll bring you in in just a moment. Just before we do, I've uh, got some texts Coming in as well, a uh, big shout out to Mary from uh, South uh, Bunbury in Western Australia. She said, sitting under the peppermint trees on a day off, looking forward to Todd Murphy, like you mentioned there, oh, Barrett, yeah. the player of the day. So thanks for listening, Mary. And uh, yes, we look forward to seeing what Todd Murphy can do in, in what should be helpful conditions for him here. In terms of the way India approach this innings and, and how to bat on this pitch, I mean, what, what would be... The plan going forward. Uh, just about how to bat on this pitch while I was out there checking out the pitch and Rahul Dravid was making fun of my clothes. Uh, David <laughs> Warner walked in. He's not the only one. I know, I know. David Warner joined him and um, continued on making fun of my clothes. But then there was this lovely chat between Warner and Rahul Dravid. Warner just uh, looked at Rahul and said, how would you bat on this pitch? So there is a lot of conjecture as to how to go about it. I think Rohit Sharma has shown the way. And all I will say is R. Ashwin would have walked out uh, there as a night hawk or night watchman or whatever you want to call him. Not in his head. In his head, R. Ashwin has gone back to his opening days in junior cricket and he'll back himself at number three to bat like a number three and who knows, maybe make a hundred later on. Why not? And, and Phil, you, you've got something to, to back this theory up, haven't you? Uh, yeah, uh, R. Ashwin, as we mentioned, he, he sees himself as a batsman, doesn't he? And we were slightly surprised when he wandered in at number three. He's see, you know, the night watchman. It's the first time he's ever batted in the top five for India in Ooh. international cricket. 127 innings at test level. It's the first time he's come in and batted in the top five. And as we just mentioned there, we wouldn't be surprised if he got a big score, would we? Hey, and the reason for that is he's just been too good. In, or he's not been bad enough to walk in as a night watcher. And uh, he's been good enough to bat at number six and number seven. Indeed. So we'll see how he and... Uh, 
Roy Sharma, the skipper, go. Uh, India 77 for one in reply to Australia's 177 all out. We'll have all the action for you in a few minutes' time.